This is Adia. And Aisha. Join us on this podcast journey where we have an existential crisis one episode at a time so you don't have to. But why do that on a podcast, you ask? Because it's better than journaling. Okay. So get comfy and fill your teacup with whatever it is you drink because it's time for an episode of Better Than Journaling. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Good afternoon, Miss Adia. How you doing? Good afternoon. Happy New Year, friend. Happy New Year to you, too. It is January 1st when we're recording. Hello, it probably be like February something when this releases. But yeah, January 1st, 2023. Happy New Year. Thank you. Did Thank you, you party last much. night? Oh, yeah. Like a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> I am certain I slept through the new year, even though the last time I remember looking at the clock, it was after 11. I was like, oh, okay, I actually made it. And then when I woke up this morning, I was like, you did not. You absolutely did not. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure that I fell asleep somewhere around 10 and then yeah. woke up at 12.07 because there were fireworks. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, that, yeah. Okay. Well, happy new year. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing that's happening. Yeah, no. I feel like that happened last year too, though. I used to always stay up. If I wasn't going out, I was for sure staying up. Mm-hmm. Now I just don't see the allure. The value. Yeah, me neither. Not at all. I, I'm proudly in the house and asleep. It was lovely. The rain has been lovely since last oh, so night. Good. All day today. It's been just wonderful. It's really windy also, but like the rain has been really, really nice. So it's a good start to hear. Sound of wind. I love the sound of rain, but I also love the sound of wind. I don't think it's that windy over here, but um, but rain just off and on for the last two days. I love it. Mm-hmm. Super nice. I know we talked last year about how you don't do resolutions and that sort of thing. And I and you don't have the superstitions and stuff, and I do. But do you have any goals or intentions or anything related to this changing of the times? Mm -hmm. 2023. um, Oh, there's my mom calling. I'm going to have to call her back. But yeah, 2023, I'm really wanting to work on and focus on um, building up my network, my professional and my social network and um, leverage those connections and relationships towards more um, personal development and professional growth. I want to become more focused on my professional growth, my um, career. I want to become more narrow in my focus and be intentional about directing my energy towards goals um, and achieving them and reaching out to relying on and collaborating with my professional network to to realize those goals. So I'm feeling positive and uh, successful in 2022. And I wanna just have that grow leaps and bounds in this next year. So those are my intentions this year. Right. Yeah, how about mine, you? Mine are not professional at all, even though I have two potentially big projects professionally mm-hmm. um like that are that are different and new a couple of couple of contracts that if they come through will take up a lot of time but um maybe they won't take up a lot of time maybe my goal professionally is to put the right people in the right places so that they don't take a lot of my time yeah um, 
I'm excited. I love, I love work. I, lo I love my work. I love projects. And I'm excited about doing those things, but I don't have any, there's nothing in me that's like, oh, I can't wait to do these things. What, what I'm actually feeling pulled towards is taking care of myself, um, self-care. <laughs> I have, I have like some wellness goals and I have financial wellness goals and physical and personal wellness goals. And those kind of conflict with each other because taking good care of myself is expensive. Taking <laughs> <laughs> care of my finances is, you know, requires me to place some limits. But, you know, I told you I started seeing the chiropractor. I'm going to uh, start stretching. Tomorrow is my first stretch session. Uh, and nice. Yeah, I'm going to continue doing my walking, but now I'm thinking about maybe changing it up um, and maybe doing some videos. I was at a friend's house yesterday and they got, she got her kids uh, Oculus virtual reality thing. Oh, yeah. Christmas. And so me and my daughter were there and we were playing on it. And she's like, yeah, there's all kinds of like exercise games that you can play on there. And I was like, I, I could do that. That sounds fun. Then I looked at the price of an Oculus and I was like, maybe I could do that in a month or so. But anyway, I really, really, I want one and I can get one if I want one. But what I don't want is for my daughter to go to somebody's house, see something that she likes and be like, I want that. And then all of a sudden she has it in a minute. So I'm going to hold off on it for a minute, but that sounds fun to do exercise with like virtual reality. Because mm -hmm. the one game I was playing, I was like sweating, <laughs> like doing all kinds of fun stuff. So yeah, I, I will. I think I will continue to walk because I think that that's important. But I also feel like I need to do exercise that feels more enjoyable than walking. Yeah, um, I'm back to my water, and and like you said last year, a year and a half ago, when I was drinking a lot of water, you're like, you get used to it. You won't have to pee as often, and that happened. But then I stopped drinking water all the time, and in the last few days, I've been back on water, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to pee like every ten minutes. Maybe <laughs> way more often than I want to yeah but I feel better I feel less bloated when I'm drinking a lot of water my skin looks better so you know I'm I'm taking care of me this year yeah. I'm gonna work because I have to because I have to pay bills and and luckily I enjoy it but my focus is me this year I me in that. a me in a personal way versus me yeah. in a personal way. yeah I love that. It's time. It's right on time. Um, I love how, you know, in this self-growth, the self-reflection in the last, I don't know, I think a little by little in this last year has really led us to narrow in um, on the specifics of what we need in order. That matters. To, yeah. And what really, really is going to sustain us uh, and help us overall feel more focused and balanced in our lives. So I support that. I love that for you, friend. Yeah, this podcast, this like intentional reflection mm -hmm. that we've been doing over the last year, I feel like I needed somebody holding up a mirror to me. And these conversations have done that mm -hmm. somewhat. Sometimes we end and I'm like, oh, shit, I gotta really do something different. Um, and sometimes we end and I'm like, yeah, I've been doing a good job at that. Yeah. But regardless of how it ends, I, I always end having really thought and reflected and even with these am I the asshole episodes mm -hmm. it still like forces me to examine my values and all kinds of things so you might be making me a better person look at you 
<laughs> my life's work is done. I'm done. Your life's work is done. I'm done. <laughs> That's an amazing compliment. I love that. I love this. I love you. I love us. I'm so glad that we have decided to do it and have kept up with doing it because it's absolutely a space of growth and nourishment for me as well. So yeah, it's this is all good. It's all positive vibes. Look at this. Look at us, folks. It's getting, getting better. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about everybody else too. I mean, I would love for folks to reach out to us and give us updates on how their year has been uh, going on this journey with us and what impact. Yeah. Who's uh, doing those homework has. assignments? I know. What have you come up with? What have you learned? Where have you grown? Where have you shifted? Where do you want to go? Um, I'm excited to hear about it and would love to connect with you. So hit mm-hmm. us up. For sure. And even, I, I hope that people continue to grow even as we're doing am i the asshole episodes because like i said it's just such a pull to examine your your values and it's also a pull to examine how you would like to problem solve you know so think about it i'll be thinking about it we'll be talking about it and are we ready to get ourselves into it for today yeah let's absolutely dive in go All right, let's see. Am I the asshole? The first of 2023. Am I I the asshole? Excuse me, for silently getting up and walking out of the restaurant during a New Year's Eve dinner after I was told to pay for everyone at the table, my in parentheses, my in-laws. I, female 32, recently inherited a good amount of money from my mom. I keep the money in a separate account as I still haven't decided what to do with it and I didn't want it to go to waste. I noticed my husband constantly bringing up the inheritance money and making countless suggestions as to how I should spend it. Another thing is that he expects me to pay for nearly everything the past couple of weeks. For New Year's Eve, my husband and I met up with his family at a restaurant to celebrate. It was going fine until I found out that I was expected to pay for everyone at the table. My husband's mom joked about paying for dinner out of my inheritance pocket, which made me livid, but I showed no reaction. Just silently paid for my own food and drinks, then got up and made my way out of the restaurant. They were shouting after me like a crowd and my husband tried to get me to come back, but I drove home. He got back at 3 a.m. yelling at me, saying I was pathetic to get up and walk out on him and his family after they relied on me to pay for their food and thought I was gracious enough to do it, but they were wrong. He said I humiliated him and family and that what I did was an attempt to get back at them for not being able to help mom when she was sick. Not true is all I'm going to say. He is mad and is saying that I caused a huge rift between his family and me when it wouldn't have hurt me to pay for the celebratory dinner. Am I the asshole? (laughs) This one feels obvious. I've, I've read and heard so many like this where there's this expectation that the person at the table who has the most money should just with no, with no advanced agreement or anything, just like you have it. So we're all entitled to it. You know, the, some of the nuances I think that are important here is that there was not a previous discussion. Like before we leave, you could say, Hey, can you buy us dinner? That should have been a private conversation between husband and wife. Perhaps she would have said yes under those circumstances. Perhaps she wouldn't have. But the other thing is we're talking about an inheritance, which means that there's some level of grief happening for this person. And everybody in his family is okay, completely taking advantage of this person who's grieving and and entitled to what she got from, I'm assuming, her dead mother, because I can't imagine that there would be another way for her to get an inheritance. Right. And 
like how insensitive are they? No, no, ma'am. But money changes people, right? Apparently, and like swiftly money changes people. The fact that the fact that for however long it's been, I can't remember if she said a few weeks or whatever. Two weeks, I thought two weeks that he's been constantly bringing up the inheritance and making countless suggestions about how she should spend it. And it's like, I wonder if she has asked your opinion or you've just assumed that you know, and that what you say should go, that's just so wildly insensitive. Um, It seems, it seems like there's maybe more to the story, obviously that we don't know. And, And that's, that's how all of these go. But just the fact that it's just at the top of his mind constantly in these last couple of weeks, um, what she like this money just needs to go somewhere and he has the best ideas for it. And uh, I I think I can only imagine how she was feeling on the inside at that dinner table, being the only person who is experiencing it from her perspective. And everyone else felt so victimized by her. Uh, not seeing it the same way and just behaving the way that they should, uh, they assume that she should. The fact that he then follows up by saying that the, she caused a huge rift is like, um, is wild. It's like, there must've already been a rift. This can't possibly be the thing that causes causes a huge rift. And she didn't even say anything. She wasn't, yeah, I, I ah, she's absolutely being victimized. Absolutely. Being victimized. I just can't even, I can't even believe how entitled people feel to other people's money. I don't yeah. understand. It. And and Again, then without an advanced agreement. I feel like his guilt is showing in the in in the place where she talks about how he says that she's basically punishing them or holding something against them because they didn't help while mom was sick. So there's clearly something else there. Um not just related to her being rude or abrupt or or whatever or embar- them feeling embarrassed by her leaving the the fact that they are attributing it to something that was clearly unresolved that they didn't talk about um yeah that was for sure an interesting tidbit yeah i got jumped in at the end put in at the end mm-hmm. yeah she, she probably had to do all of the work with no support from her husband or her in-laws and then it's like the little red hen who will help me eat the bread all of a sudden <laughs> everybody is available to eat but nobody was available to bake nobody was available to bake all right let's see poor lady i i feel like their marriage is 100 percent on the rocks at this oh point. yeah all of the comments uh underneath this post are like get a divorce you need a divorce yeah. <laughs> People are say anywhere how long they've been married uh no it didn't and how old are they it said that she's 32 so i mean probably not super long period of time but long enough to know uh-huh. all right here goes another uh, in-laws one i can see it in the title Am I, so I was going to read another one just now that said, the title was, am I the asshole for getting two of my neighbor's uh, cars towed? But then I clicked it and it said, sorry, this post has been removed. I'm like, goodness, (laughs) that one was probably super juicy. Um, Okay. So this one says, am I the asshole for putting parental controls on my TV and royally pissing off my father-in-law? Ooh, I can't wait. Um, I, male, 30s, live with my wife, female, 30s. We have two kids, male, eight, and female, six. 
My wife's parents are staying with us temporarily as their home is having some serious repairs after a freak accident. It wasn't their fault, and luckily they had insurance. The repair should be completed in two months from now. I don't really get along with my in-laws, especially my father-in-law, but I agreed to let them stay because I thought the time would fly by and it wouldn't be that bad. But I'm posting here, so I guess I was wrong. My oh, mother- wrong. <laughs> like, Why did you think somebody could stay with you for months that you don't like and that that would go just fine? Seriously? <laughs> It would just fly by, you know, fly by my mother-in-law doesn't have a job and my father-in-law works late shifts until around 11 PM. When he gets home, they will watch YouTube in the living room and play music on it at a loud volume with our speaker system. It's not college house party bass tearing apart the walls loud, but it's still loud. My kids are not light sleepers, but this wakes them up. Then they go wake me up because they want me to make it stop. My kids need to be rested for school and I need to get up in the morning to drop them off and go to work. My wife works overnight shifts, so she doesn't witness this. I've tried to talk to my mother-in-law and father-in-law about it and ask that they please keep the noise down after my kids' bedtime, which is 8.30 p.m. I don't expect complete silence, but I really don't think they need to have the TV on loud late at night. My father-in-law argued with me and said that he doesn't finish work until 11 p.m., 11 p.m., so I'm basically expecting him to not do the things he enjoys after work. I told him he can do it before work or on his days off, or it's tough shit. He complained to my wife, who's now taking his side and saying that the kids need to learn how to sleep through a bit of everyday noise. I told her it's not everyday noise. That's that too late. That's too late. If you want kids to learn how to sleep through shit, you have to be really noisy when they're three months old, not when they're nine. Not when they're nine. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't become a different type of sleeper at nine. I told her it's not everyday noise and that he and mother-in-law are being excessively noisy and inconsiderate. She's just not there to see it. My father-in-law has been sending me links to buy earplugs for the kids. I've gotten really fed up with this. It's not my in-law's house and they're staying with us as guests and I think they're being really selfish. I decided to put parental controls on the TV so that my in-laws can't use it after 8.30 p.m. until 6 a.m. the next day. Between those times, the TV can't be used without putting in the password and only I know it. This doesn't affect my wife as she doesn't get off work until 6 a.m. and isn't normally home until 6.20-ish. My father-in-law is now incredibly pissed off with me and said that I'm acting like a child and keeps pestering me, demanding the password. My wife is also mad at me for upsetting her dad. I'm just so annoyed at this whole situation. I'm sick of hearing about it. So I just want to know if I'm morally in the clear. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. He locked down. I thought I thought it was going to be that like grandpa was watching some stuff on TV that he didn't want his kids exposed to or something like that. Hey, That's really funny. I thought so too. I definitely thought it was going to be not being considerate of, you know, the kids, you know, not being able to watch certain things and being like, whatever, they need to go to their rooms. This is very different, completely unexpected. I um. I don't think you're the asshole for doing what you want in your home. I, I don't think that you're making them extremely uncomfortable. Yes, they are accustomed to certain uh, luxuries or the way that they live their, their life. At, and I get that. Um, and I get that that's tough to live with someone else too and not be in your own home. I also think like you always have options, you know, and so they could get a hotel room or an Airbnb or, 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 right. And maybe they have other kids. However, um, they're choosing to live with them and stay with them. And if you don't like the rules, like go, you know, you have insurance, isn't your insurance pay for a certain amount of you having some, yeah, exactly. So, and I, I think the wife, like, 
I think that's interesting too, that she is just assumes that the husband and the kids are overreacting and that her parents can't possibly be in the wrong. That doesn't seem like a healthy stance to take in your, in your marriage, but the people on this post on these posts don't seem to have any type of like unity or <laughs> I don't know, a uh, connection in their marriages. Like they just don't it's ever really- have any facts. I can't, I can't imagine a time where anybody could come into my house and inconvenience my children on a regular basis. I can understand somebody comes over for Christmas dinner and whatever, but I can't imagine a time where somebody could come over, inconvenience my children, wake them up between 11 and midnight. Now I have to deal with my children who aren't sleeping. Their grades suffer. They, they're tired the next day and all that kind of stuff. And me being like, oh, it's not that bad. Like you, if you're a light sleeper, you're a light sleeper. It is too late to reverse that. And that's my thought is like, even if you believe that the children need to be able to tolerate a bit more noise, that's reasonable. What we're saying is it's not effective right now. And so is it that, you know, we work on that over the weekends, like he's saying, right? Like you're saying that it doesn't actually matter that they can't get a good night's sleep right now. It's much more important that that your parents be able to watch TV and listen to music. That's what we're saying, that it's much more valuable for them to be able to have their leisure time than it is for your children and your husband to be able to sleep. Because the fact of the matter is that they're not sleeping well, and that's not going to change like right now today. So like, Beyond the idea that, yeah, they're un- the parents are uncomfortable and the kids do need to adjust to something, it's not working in this way. So like, what are we proposing, right? We're like, just suck it up. It doesn't matter. That's wild. For TV? For TV. We're not, we're not even proposing, like, we're going to get headphones for the kids, but what about headphones for the people who are listening to the TV? Hello? Like, could you not listen to It sounds like they're not willing to compromise in any way. He gets no. off at 11 at night. We're not talking about somebody who gets off at 2 a.m. and or 5 a.m. and then has to sleep all day. Getting off at 11 at night, you can go to bed by like 12:30 or 1, get up by like 9 or 10, and you literally have the whole day while the kids are in school to do all of these things. I understand that people, my husband gets off at 1 a.m. I understand that people cannot necessarily go to sleep right away when they get home. Yeah. But you can't live like it's daytime at 11 o'clock at night in somebody else's house. Yeah somebody else that has small children because they're not adults. Right. So like, it's, I wonder what type of, well, it probably sounds like they did a lot of like very selfish things when she was a child as well. And so now she believes that that is normal and the most effective way to kind of be as a parent that your children aren't like real people with their own individual needs. And yeah, I think that's interesting. I do think I'm mad at her for being okay with people inconveniencing her children on an ongoing basis. I'm, I'm, I'm mad at her for thinking it's okay for young children to not have enough sleep and then have to get up and, and function in the daytime. Yeah. I, and it's, I, uh, me too. And, and I, um, yeah, that's just blindly accepting that it's not actually a problem. And if it is a problem, it's their problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That one. I don't like them. That's pretty I don't awesome. like the grandparents and I don't like the mama. And, <laughs> and the husband's probably a bit of an asshole too. Not for this. He doesn't get along with them. He probably shouldn't have had them move in. And this, this feels like there's like a, a sadistic excitement about being able to lock them out of the TV at 8.30 PM. So I, I, it feels, it feels like petty revenge, but I'm here for it. I think he's all right. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I imagine he probably was like, I'm really going to be the asshole if I say no, they can't live here. You know, he's probably like, I don't really have, I'm not going to win this battle. And so I'm going to give in. But now that they are here, like, absolutely not. Am I going to continue to be steamrolled, right? Like, I don't feel like I had a choice in them being here, but I do have a choice in my quality of life while they're here, you know? Yeah. He probably is uncomfortable enough or maybe they'll leave <laughs> they won't they want to tablets plug in some headphones kids can't just learn to be not not light sleepers that's wild that's wild and the, the mom's not home at night so she probably is not part of the nighttime routine she ah. certainly doesn't have to deal with the kids awesome. uh, when they wake up in the middle of the night if the kids are waking up in the middle of the night and waking up dad then dad's quality of sleep and quality of life is also impacted yep. and She's arguing for her parents to be allowed to watch TV whenever they want to, as loudly as they want to. Yeah, no. Not the asshole. Not the asshole. All right. Am I the asshole for telling my daughter she could learn something from my friend's daughter who got a job she didn't? Okay. <laughs> I'm 49. How about we kick her when she's down? <laughs> well, let's see. Let's learn more about this daughter. Yes. I'm 49 male. My daughter is 22 female. I've changed the names in the post. Okay. My best friend, Tom's daughter, Kate is an architecture major. She got accepted to a college in California and graduated with good results. My daughter, Anne, also went into architecture and she's doing well. Anne is generally a quieter person. She doesn't tend to lay and she does tend to laze around a bit. Both Anne and Kate applied for a job at the same firm, which is co-owned by Tom's brother. She didn't end up getting the job, but Kate did, and she was very upset. She's moved on and got offers from a couple other places. We had a friend's Christmas a couple of days after actual Christmas where some of my college buddies and their families got together. The conversation turned to Tom and his wife, and they were talking about Kate's new job. I saw Anne and Kate talking, and we congratulated her. We all came back home and left her car at our place and went back to her apartment after. She started saying she has to work so hard to get what Kate's get, Kate gets handed to her. I said, this is a competitive field and Anne should be more diligent. She blew up at me and my wife that we're egging Kate and Tom on. And, and apparently Kate told Anne she could help her out. I eventually told Anne she needs to stop sulking over Kate. Yes, maybe Kate had an edge at the firm, but from what I've heard from Tom, she always works on herself and is getting better and Anne could learn something. Well, Anne got pretty angry after that. Both me and my wife called her, but she didn't answer. I don't think what I said was wrong, but my younger daughter thinks otherwise and said I should post on here. Interesting. So he sees some qualities in Kate that he thinks Anne should try to develop. He and sees the qualities in Kate or Kate's dad told her, told him, because it sounds like, sounds like well, he said he, from what his friends tell, telling him. Well, what he's, well, he, let me see. He says, well, he's also just specifically, well, he, I mean, I'm remembering him specifically talking about the qualities that he didn't seem to value or appreciate in his daughter as well. So you're, you're right. It might be, um, might be that he's just reporting what the what Tom has said about Kate versus what he's actually seen and what he sees in his daughter as is as insufficient. So two girls apply for a job. One of them gets it, one of them doesn't. And the one who gets it just happens to be the niece of one of the partners at the firm. And dad thinks that that uh 
his daughter's doing something wrong and that nepotism has nothing to do with with what happened and so when his daughter says you know this just got handed to her he he can't understand where that where that thought is coming from yep Yeah, I do think uh, I think he's the asshole. I don't think that this was this this was a good oppor- a good space or opportunity for him to be talking about where she could have improved or done better. It's not an equal. It was not an equal playing field. Yeah, it was not an equal playing field. And also, you don't give people feedback when they're really dejected. You know. Yeah. So if you think there's some things she could work on, that's a conversation you can have. Don't have that conversation when she's feeling really upset about something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agreed. Absolutely. Not nice, Dad. <laughs> Missing the vibe, sir. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Am I the... Oh, this one has also been removed. Yikes. Am I the asshole for telling my mom I'm never going to ask her to babysit again? Oh boy. My husband and I haven't been baby free in months. My husband is a stay at home dad and I work a few hours a week, but I'm mostly at home as well. Financially, we are stable enough, but not where we could afford daycare or a babysitter. As every parent knows, a break from baby is much needed every once in a while. He's had a cold, so extra cranky on top of entering typical toddler phases. Uh, Between bleeding ears and being touched out, our nerves are are shot to say the least. I asked my mom at 11 a.m. if she could please babysit for four hours so we could have a break. She said yes. My mom is our only family capable of babysitting within a two-hour radius. She lives 15 minutes from us. However, despite her constant assurances, she is rarely available. She never says no directly, but will beat around until I say never mind. Yesterday, I was desperate, had a migraine, needed to clean, and just needed quiet for a bit. She insisted we he have a nap first. Logical. Agreed. He slept an hour or so. I let her know I was coming. She said okay, then called back and said she had to step out and she'd be back in a bit but I can bring him over because I had a key said I'd wait till she got back. That was at 12 PM. I called at one to ask if she was home. She said, no, getting food. I said, okay, I'd go in another hour. She said, okay. At two, I let her know I was heading over, heading her way. We actually got get there at three giving her leeway since she hadn't responded. She's still not home. I video chat her. She's at someone's house. I told her if she didn't actually want to babysit, she really could have said that. She says, no, I do. I just hadn't seen her friend all year. So I stopped by to say hi and she got caught up talking. I'm coming. So we waited. She shows up at 4.30. I'm upset. Migraine on 100. Baby extra cranky. Nothing accomplished. I I politely let her know the time frame to do what we needed has passed because dinner and bedtime was coming and I still needed to get groceries. So there was no point in her keeping him. I gathered his stuff to leave while she's sarcastically apologizing for taking too long. She'd already told her husband my son was coming and he wanted to see him when he got off work, just making it seem like wasn't a big deal a big deal I told her and told her like I turned and told her this was a complete waste of the day I should have never asked her because she's unreliable even in emergencies which has happened twice where she's agreed to babysit then call within the hour for me to get him and I won't ever ask her to babysit again because it's obvious she has no interest in doing so but would rather lead me on about it than outright say no she gets offended and starts a tirade but 
I'm over it. So I leave later. She and her husband messaged me saying I was being harsh and she wants to be part of her grandson's life. I wasn't being fair. I'm wondering if I was being an asshole because I was upset at the moment. So am I the asshole here? Edit character limit got me, but I should add every time I say I'd save to find a babysitter, my mom would insist family needed to keep him. I kind of agreed due to the crappy hear about babysitters abusing kids. And I know my mom wouldn't do that. I had money to pay her to keep him and she knew this. So it isn't a case of, I want free babysitting from her edit. There's a few people asking about my husband and the work situation. My husband is disabled and he's had recent medical scares, uh, the mentioned emergencies that would not be good to leave him alone with the baby for a typical full work day. We tag team our son. So we get individual mini breaks as needed at home, but there's never a moment. Our son is not within our hearing line or sight. Honestly, the bills and household child necessities are covered. My working helps out with all with that as well. Overall, the reduced hours I work helps my family's needs, but it doesn't constitute being able to do daycare. I don't ask for babysitting often at all because I realize he's ours and we chose to have him and we're happy to raise him. But again, a break every once in a while is needed. I've come to the conclusion we'll save up and try to plan so we won't burn out instead of relying on my mom. Final edit. I truly appreciate the feedback and advice given here. I also realize I wrote a lot, so it's understandable there are a few who've missed some points I've addressed while giving me the feedback. I apologize about that confusion. I was it was a lot going on, hard, hard to compact necessary information using the advice given. I know what to expect and actions, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so let's see. Do you think that she's the asshole for telling her mom she's never going to ask her to babysit again? She had a tantrum by saying, I'm never going to ask you to babysit ever again. That sounds like a tantrum. But no, no, I don't think she's the asshole. If you have somebody that's unreliable, then don't rely on them and don't be mad at them for being unreliable because they've already shown you who they are. She's already shown you she's unreliable. Um, she doesn't She doesn't owe it to you to babysit. It's not her responsibility. Sounds like she doesn't want to or she only wants to under certain circumstances. So no, don't ask her anymore. I wonder if that means like, we're no longer like, we're not coming over for Christmas and you can't ever see him again. Is that what she's saying? Or is she saying, I just won't ask you to babysit anymore. If she just doesn't want her mom to babysit and that's it seems reasonable to me if she's like because you failed to babysit when I wanted you to you're out of my life that feels different I think it's even I think it's not you didn't babysit when I wanted you to you didn't babysit when you said you would repeatedly repeatedly I've wanted to rely on you because you've you've also said You've dissuaded me from getting a babysitter. When I've talked about getting a babysitter, you've said family needs to be with this child. You are clearly family. You say you want to be with him. You want to be in his life, but then your actions don't ever add up to it. And even in times when you have been babysitting and have promised to babysit, you cut it short within that same hour and, and make it really difficult for me to be able to like count on you. So even when you say that you will, you don't, um, and so it's not just when I want you to, it's when you've committed to doing it, right? So, and then to turn around and make it seem like I'm making a big deal out of it, like it is a big deal for me, right? Like this is tough and it would be so much easier if you could just be honest about it, right? Especially like, I don't know. I I I get why she was frustrated and why that's the way it came out when it did, especially since she had a migraine the whole day. Um. And I don't know that I think that she was throwing a tantrum. I think that she probably should have said this before and hadn't found the way to say it or just didn't want to believe it. Like you said, she'd shown her who she was and she just wasn't believing her. She wanted to believe something different because she kept on saying it. Um, 
but yeah, I don't think she's the asshole for deciding that. I also just don't think she had to say it. I think she just had to do it in her actions, right? Like, I don't think she ever needed to tell her mom or, or her dad. That's, or the, that's the tantrum never. part. I'm never asking you to babysit ever again. Like, that just doesn't sound completely grown up to me. It just feels like, okay, I know who I can rely on and who I can't. So I'm going to make different decisions for myself. If she has been consistently unreliable, I'm I'm always surprised by people who are surprised by people doing what they've always done. Yeah. You know, if she's, if she's been unreliable, then she's been unreliable. That's, that's who she is, or at least that's who she is under when it comes to watching this particular child for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask anybody to watch my kid who doesn't seem to want to. Yeah. Okay. Um, there are lots of things that I will pay for. Childcare being one of them. Um, there are lots of things that I will pay for because it preserves my relationship with people who I might ask for a favor from. Yeah. So uh, if you can't, if you can't come through with something this important, then either we shouldn't be in relationship with each other, or I shouldn't rely on you for something that I know you can't come through on. Mm-hmm. So no, yeah. she's not an asshole. She's not an asshole for doing it sounds tan for me to say it to me that's like the people who are like i'm getting off of facebook or whatever like, yeah i feel like it probably what had you to gotta do. do yeah i feel like it probably had to do with her compromised state like yeah. she sat there waiting for her for hours and she had a migraine like i i think she just eventually lost it but yeah i think you're right yep let's see here <laughs> here we go <laughs> Dang, that's the third post today that I clicked on that's been removed. That's really interesting. Let's see. Am I the asshole for wanting to stay in the same room as my wife? Okay. We went over, <laughs> we went over to my 36-year-old wife's, wait, my 36-year-old female wife, 36, 33-year-old female side of the family for Christmas this year. Our family includes us and our two kids, four-year-old male, six-year-old female. Usually we spend the holidays either at home or we travel, mostly because my in-laws don't really like me. Everything was kind of okay during the day and over dinner. There were some snarky comments and bitter words, but nothing out of proportion to what I expected from them. Late at night when we wanted to go to sleep, my mother-in-law told me she had made the same arrangement as when I visited them before for Christmas. That was over eight years ago, and I was my wife's girlfriend back then. I said I imagined the accommodation would change to us both staying the night in the same room. My brother-in-law and sister-in-law share a room with their spouse. Mother-in-law said she thought it would be more appropriate this way. I told my wife and she said it was outrageous, especially because we were going to be there for one night only and we would leave in the morning. I said it was too disrespectful on my in-law's behalf and that I wasn't going to stay there. My wife agreed. I arranged for us to stay in a hotel room for the night and we left despite my mother-in-law's protests. In the morning, father-in-law called and told me I was being selfish and petty and preventing them from seeing their daughter and grandchildren. Brother-in-law texted something similar, accused me of not wanting to stay in their parents' home because it wasn't like mansions we live in and called me entitled for overreacting. I'm wondering, was I wrong to leave in the middle of the night? No. Sounds like you Did the brother-in-law not understand the context? They're all homophobic. <laughs> Clearly. But I, I want to I give the brother-in-law a, a little bit of a, like, did he not know? 
No, did he a, just hear from his parents? They are bigots. Oh my gosh. Total bigots. That's, no, ma'am, you're not the asshole. That is. To stay in the same room with your partner, with your wife. Insane. The husband, the husband and wives all get to stay in the same room with their partners. Uh-huh. But the two wives don't get to stay in the room together. That's that's wild to me. And and that other adults get to make that decision for them. That's bonkers. It's Absolutely it's ridiculous. Nope. That's another one of those things that it seems like it would have been nice to say before somebody arrived so they they could decide whether or not they were going to come there's no way for them to even anticipate that that ridiculousness was going to happen so they didn't get a chance to make an informed choice about whether or not they wanted to make this visit although i don't want to stay at a house with people that don't like me anyway so. i love that part that part i don't yeah. know well, you're not wrong for leaving wanted. i'm not wanted that that's that's insane nope I'd have left you. Am I the asshole for telling my son that his dad took away his Christmas gift? <laughs> Over the summer, me, 39 female, my husband, 42 male, and my son, seven male, took a trip to Myrtle Beach. We had a great time at the beach and we stopped at a nearby gift shop to pick up some souvenirs. My son spotted a toy ball with cute strawberry characters on it. He absolutely loved it and begged me to buy it for him. I told him that maybe Santa would get it for him for Christmas. I then purchased the ball and put it away for Christmas. Four months go by. Not a week goes by that my son doesn't mention the ball. Quite frankly, I've seen, I've never seen him so excited about something before. I was super excited for him to open it on Christmas morning. So Christmas rolls around and my husband and I give my son his gifts. He opens the ball and he's ecstatic. My husband, on the other hand, was less than thrilled. He knew all about the ball, but apparently he had never taken a close look at it. He tells me he's concerned that our son would want what was clearly a toy for girls. I was shocked. That's where this was going. I didn't. I was shocked and tried to explain that it was just a toy ball and it didn't really matter who it was marketed for. He drops the conversation and I thought the issue was settled. So fast forward a week, the ball suddenly goes missing from our house. My son is distraught and I have no idea where it went. My husband then reveals to me privately that he had given the ball to his brother to give to his younger niece and purchased him a different one, Spider-Man, which granted he loves. I was obviously livid. I reminded him of our son's love for the ball and how excited he was to get it. I told him that what he did was incredibly insensitive and thoughtless. Husband argues that he did it for the greater good and that he was protecting our son from bullying. I replied that he was being ridiculous and that our son wouldn't be bullied for having a toy that is traditionally viewed as being for girls. To be honest, it didn't even look like a girl's toy. So here's where I may have taken things a bit too far. I told my son, the reason why the ball is gone is because your dad gave it away to someone else without asking. My husband was immediately angry with me and told me that I'm trying to turn our son against him. And that I shouldn't have left and that I should have left it alone. He's dead on he's dead set on the fact that I'm in the wrong here, but I felt like I was just telling the truth and that it needed to be said. Looking back, maybe it was a bit wrong for me to tell my son the truth is that's going to hurt him and strain their relationship. But at the same time, I don't think it's right for my husband to interfere in our son's Christmas gift without consulting either of us first. Perhaps I could have handled the situation better by not telling our son. Am I the asshole? <laughs> um I yeah I think you're the asshole I don't think it was 
necessary for your son to know that your husband, I mean, the kid is like, what, seven, she said? Seven. He's seven. He doesn't need to know, especially since he seems to be perfectly happy with the new ball that he got. I don't think that the way that the conversation came about was beneficial to the son. I don't think that it was kind. I don't think that it had it held any value. I think that it was just so that both she and the son would be mad at the husband. The husband would maybe feel ashamed. Um, I don't think that that, I don't, and I don't know why that would have been a valuable goal. Um, I think if she felt like there needed to be a greater, a larger conversation about the ideas that her husband holds, that could have been further discussed, but it clearly wasn't going to go anywhere. So yeah, no, I do think that she's the asshole. I think her husband's an asshole too, but he absolutely is as well, but doing something that will intentionally hurt a young child's relationship with uh, one of their attachment figures just feels like a really bad idea is she just wanted to prove a point. She wanted to make him the bad guy and he was the bad guy, but our kids don't always need to know when we're imperfect. Not at this age, very young child. That's a conversation that her and her partner need to continue to have about what their family values are and, uh, and what they will and won't support their children in pursuing. Then you're going to give it to a family member. Like the kid's not going to eventually see that other kid see the ball and all that kind of stuff. But no, no, sometimes grownups are assholes. The kid did not need to know in this particular instance at this age, considering that he was totally fine and he had moved on. Um, no, you don't need to hurt your hurt your kid's relationship with their other parent. I want you to know that everybody in the comments says that she's not the asshole and that the husband's the asshole. And they all doubled down and said that... Um, the wife needs to say when this, when our son turns out gay, because you got him a ball with a, pictures of a man in skin tight pants, spandex. <laughs> no, I, I, I disagree. I disagree. So the fact that the husband was the asshole first doesn't, doesn't like she threw her own kid under the bus to prove a point. And that that's not okay. He loves his dad and he needs to be allowed to love his dad. I know. I agree. I totally agree with you. I think that she is the asshole. Um, because I, yeah, I don't, I don't see the benefit in him being her, him alienating her, alienating the father. I think that this is an adult conversation and that they need to be continuously talking about the values that they actually hold and the ideals that they want to be upholding and, um, indoctrinating their son into. And if he really does have fears and ideas about, sexuality and his son being bullied then they you know they're not going to be able to shield him from who he really is and they're definitely not going to be able to shield the the son from who the father really is right that's wild Ooh, the rain just started coming down really hard Ooh, lovely well why don't we take a break and listen to that for the moment and come back a little bit all right sounds good hey friends ever thought about making your very own podcast Have you avoided it because it seems too complicated or you don't think you have the right equipment? Or maybe you spent all your Biden bucks on an air fryer and then a Peloton. Well, maybe you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let us explain. 
If you're like us, a busy professional, and you don't have fancy equipment, you need to make this podcasting thing as easy as possible. Anchor is definitely a one-stop shop for all of your podcast needs. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. We taught our non-tech savvy selves how to record, add music, take out the dead space, and all that awkward stuff we wish we hadn't said. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. But you got to tell them the best part of Dia. Oh yeah, Anchor is totally free. How much? (laughs) That's right. It's totally free. All right. Do it now. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm. Anchor.fm. Go there now. All right. We are back. What do you have next for us? Yes. Let's see. Oh my goodness. This one is exciting. Am I the asshole for not inviting my in-laws to my wedding? Oh boy. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I mean, probably, but also probably. no. <laughs> probably, but there's also probably a really good reason. I, I believe it. I, 28 female, recently had a conversation with a colleague, 38 female, where she called me the asshole, and I'd like to invite Reddit strangers to judge the situation. I lost my dad in May of 2021. We were incredibly close, and the grief is still unbearable to this day. I was around four months pregnant when he passed unexpectedly. My now husband, 28 male, and I had originally planned to have a small wedding party prior to my due date. But given my enormous loss, we decided to just get the legal stuff sorted instead. I wasn't in any sort of headspace to have a proper wedding without my dad being there, but I did want to make things easier regarding the legal protection marriage providing provides, naming our baby, et cetera, next of kin, oh, next of kin, et cetera. Our two witnesses were supposed to be each of our brothers. My mom wasn't up to social events. She still isn't really. And we simply didn't invite my in-laws. We were to turn up the registry, to turn up to the registry office, sign the papers, then head home. We thought we'd have a proper party in a few years when I was more up to it. Despite this, my in-laws ended up inviting themselves anyway. So we were forced to make more of a day of it than I was comfortable with. My mom joined us as she felt obliged to do my to due to my in-laws decision. In retrospect, me and my mom are actually glad this happened as ordinarily she would never have wanted to miss any life event of mine. I don't like to make a fuss, so we went out for food afterwards. I was recently talking to a colleague about this and she directly told me I had made an asshole move not inviting my in-laws. And if she were them, she'd never have spoken to me afterwards. This threw me because I had considered her a friend and assumed she was sensitive to my grief. I felt justified previously, but this conversation had thrown me. Am I the asshole? Edit to add details. A comment accused me of not considering my husband's wants, but he is an extreme introvert and never wanted a proper wedding in the first place. But we he would have if he thought I wanted one. It was just signing documents and not an actual wedding. There were no guests, so nobody was actually excluded in favor of others. Edit to add more details. His parents were told of our wishes. They just ignored them as they often do. We accommodated them and we're still on good terms. Also, thank you so much for everyone commenting in regards to my loss. It's an unimaginable pain that I wouldn't wish on anyone. Um, 
No, I don't think she's the asshole. I always think like, it's your wedding. Like you get to do what you want to do. If you and your partner are in agreement about what it is that you want to have occur, then it's nobody else's business, no matter how much they feel like they've missed out on something or they're losing an opportunity. Like it's not their actual life or decision. So I don't think she's the asshole. Not at all. No, especially if her husband was on the same page and also didn't want people there. And we're talking about, they're saying we're doing a courthouse thing. We are doing, at some point we'll have a wedding. At some point we'll have a reception and all that kind of stuff. But right now we just need to do what we need to do to protect ourselves and and our new child. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's uh, inappropriate at all. My brother-in-law and sister-in-law got married at a courthouse, just the two of them. I think they might've had a friend that lived locally or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was going to be like super, like just sign the papers. But later we saw the pictures and they, they weren't dressed up. They weren't like wedding dress, but she was in white and, and nobody in the family was like, oh my gosh, how could you guys do that? Cause we realized that's what they wanted to do. They just wanted to go down there, take care of it and have dinner with a couple of local friends probably. And that was what they wanted to do. Yeah. So no, I, I appreciate the friend like looking out for the in-laws over looking out for her own friend but you know whatever yeah I just read I'd be questioning that relationship yeah that's exactly I was just reading a comment that said like this person is not your friend and you should keep them at arm's distance she says yeah that's why I call her a colleague now she also said other insensitive things like your child is gonna go to hell because you're not married or whatever something like that oh my goodness I know this person is definitely someone you should not be telling anything about your personal life nope 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 Let's see. Ooh, let's see if this one is still here. Okay. Am I the asshole for getting my neighbor's car towed? I hope this is the one that I missed out on earlier. I, 20-year-old male, pay an extra $50 a month for covered parking in my apartment complex. I pay for it since my area gets quite a lot of hail. Well, I noticed recently that my neighbor paid for the covered parking as well and got a spot next to mine. The spots are smaller than the uncovered ones, and he drives a huge lifted pickup truck. One night, I'm coming home from work and notice he parked so far over the line that I couldn't park my car in my spot. I was pissed as it was storming really bad and I had to park in guest parking that's uncovered. That's all the way on the other side of my complex and it's a five minute walk when the weather is really bad. When I get upstairs, I knocked on my neighbor's door, but he doesn't answer. I'm getting really pissed at this point. So I decided to call the tow truck. I wait an hour and check the spot and see his truck has been towed. When the storm calms down, I move my car back into my spot. I run into my neighbor the next day and he is fuming. He said he had to pay $300 to get his truck back and that the tow truck damaged his vehicle. I told my friends what happened and half said I was an asshole for calling a tow truck and the other half said I was in the right since he parked like a complete asshole and I wasn't able to get into my spot. So Reddit, am I the asshole? I don't think so. I don't think you're an asshole at all. I think you gamble every time you do something that expects, that requires someone else to be a better person than you. You... You are gambling with the limits of somebody else's um, self-control. And I just, I think you tempt people. And uh, if you're willing to take that bet, then, you know, sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. I don't think he's the asshole. Especially since he went and knocked on the door. I think that, I kind of think he's the asshole. I think that it would have been nice to have a conversation with the neighbor. We're not talking... From what I can hear, we're not talking about something that happens consistently. It happened the first time. I could imagine if you're parking 
in a hailstorm that you're not paying as much attention as you should. And that also the lines aren't as visible as they should be and all that kind of stuff. I think it's quite possible that it was an accident and maybe it wasn't. And if you found out that he was an asshole and that he was being a douche and then maybe at that point, but I feel like trying to have a, he did try to have a conversation first, but waiting and actually having the conversation, seeing how your neighbor responds to it. I would have, I would have done that before I got his car towed. If we're I, talking uh, first I disagree. I'm going to make a, a wild assumption that this person who drives this truck, <laughs> huge truck are you going to stereotype people who drive really, really big trucks, huge lifted trucks knows have- exactly where his truck can actually fit and knows that his truck does not fit neatly into this spot. Um, I think I, I think that this person is aware of how much space his truck takes up. I think that this person doesn't actually care and feels entitled to taking up as much space as he wants or needs. And that's convenient for him. I think that this person lives in a place where hailstorms happen frequently and you do pay attention to what's happening because he somehow managed to not, you know, damage his truck by parking the, the truck. So, you know, irres- irresponsibly and disrespectfully, um, So I think that this person is very aware of how much space he takes up um, and that he struggles to find parking or fit into small parking spaces all the time. Um, And uh, so, no. And I, I, I also don't think that it's the responsibility of the person whose spot was taken to have a conversation about some to, with another adult about being respectful of somebody else's space and property. He pays for that parking space. So I think that I'm not, I don't have to go out of my way to talk to you about not parking in my parking space because you already know what the rules are because you pay for the parking space as well. So you're already on notice that there are, the lines tell you where your parking space are. I don't need to be the one to have a further conversation with you about where the, where the space is. So and um, this is a case of fuck around and find out. And he fucked around <laughs> and he, he found out. Around and he found out. He did. Yeah. I feel like I would I would try to have that conversation, depending on how I how he how he responded to that conversation. Yeah, then I he tried. after that. Yeah, you, you you he did. He tried. He walked for however long in that storm. Yeah. And then he tried to have the conversation and he waited and he waited an hour for the tow truck to come. So I think he tried. Um, I think when you fuck around like that and you assume that nobody's going to like you're in the right and nobody's going to say or do any, or hold boundaries with you or hold you accountable for your behavior. These are the kinds of risks that you take. And these are the, you know, these are the kind of consequences you get. Yeah. I don't think he's the asshole. I wonder what uh, other people said. He parked so far over the line. Yeah. So let's see what other people say. Not the asshole. You knocked on this door first buy a smaller vehicle for that compensates for limited parking um rent two spaces yep um hey no fair is one oh there's jokes that are being made that's so funny most people are not even talking about it he should learn to park better I mean, I guess he's for sure within his rights to do that. I just yeah. feel like I would have I would have attempted to problem solve. I would have been a little bit more persistent at problem solving. I wonder if, well, I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter. But um, was he within his rights to call a tow truck? Yeah, for sure he was. Would I have done that? No, I probably would have at least had one big conversation um, to problem solve before I went to that to that level. 
Yeah. So, but you, I mean, I guess the way that the guess, I guess the way that the guy responded, going off on him, um, just shows his level of entitlement. In addition to having a big ass truck and parking it in a spot that's too small for it, instead of responding apologetically, he responded in an entitled way. So I guess perhaps the the original poster already knew who he was dealing with. Exactly, and the, and the fact that he came to, so when he saw him next, he immediately goes off on him, lets me know that he knew he was in the guy's spot because otherwise, why would he assume that that was the person that got his to- truck towed? Why yeah. would he automatically assume that this neighbor got his truck towed if he wasn't in violation of this person's like rights, basically? Mm-hmm. He wouldn't know if he did, if he did something at the tow truck company. He's like, I was in my spot. Why'd you tell me? And they were like, your neighbor called because you were over the line. It's possible. But, but the way the way he responded to being to having a consequence for his behavior was not with any level of humility or apology. None whatsoever. Not in an entitled way. Very entitled way. Very entitled way. Everybody in the comments is like, we've all like we've had neighbors who've had these big trucks and we watch them like take five minutes to park or I've had a big truck and it, I take like five minutes to park because I'm trying to be very intentional about it or whatever. So let's see. Ooh, this might be good. Am I the asshole for refusing to move out? Maybe. I 24 24 female have lived in the same apartment for four years. And this time I've had two roommates. One of the first two years I lived here and the second for the rest of the time. I've had two roommates. Oh, one for the first two years I've lived here and the second for the rest of the time. My current roommate, 32 female V has been great until now. She's in a long-term relationship and over Christmas, she got proposed to. Now they want to live together, but they both approached me and asked me to let her fiance take over my lease and for me to find a new place as soon as possible. I have, a few, I have a few problems with this. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they should find a new place together because I've lived here longer. I also told V a few months ago that I spoke to the landlord about once our lease together is up that I'll be living alone since I can now afford it. At that time, she agreed and said that her and her boyfriend would look for a place together. I told her this, but she said that when they started looking for a new place, that everything else was too expensive and it made sense for me to move out. Oh my gosh. I refused and told her that she can always ask the landlord if there will be a units available for them in our building. She started cussing me out and has had her fiance and her friends harassing me about it. There's four months left on the lease, so I'm just going to ignore them. But when I spoke to my mom about it, she thinks I should let them have the apartment since they need to start saving for their wedding. What? Oh my gosh. The entitlement is real. And the fact that her mother cares more about somebody else's needs than hers. I don't understand. I don't understand either. But like, I usually like the more that we read these things, the more I feel like we are some weird part, part of the population that just does not see things the way lots of other people do. And I get it. Like there are other people in the comments that agree with us, but it's like, there seems to be an epidemic of people seeing things Seriously. in this very weird, just abusive way. I just don't at all understand. If the mother said, if the mother said, you know what, if I were you, I would just move because they're just going to keep harassing you and that's going to be dangerous yes. and it's going to ruin your quality of life. Yes. I can understand that. Yes. But, but saying they need to save for their wedding. I don't so, even 
So I should, I should take on a larger burden for someone else's benefit or well-being that doesn't have anything to do with me. They could find ways to save money in some other way if they, if a wedding is really, sounds like their priorities have changed. And so now they need to make different decisions. Not, I need to burden myself. Right. They, their priorities have changed. What if they break up? What if they decide not to get married? Like, what are you talking about here? Why is this my problem? They've made life choices. They need to do other things. That's wild. Yeah, that's um, (laughs) that blows my mind. That totally blows my mind. Yeah, everybody in here is revenge and for ways to um harass the roommates back um but basically everybody nobody's saying that she is the asshole it's uh oh boiled cabbage for eight hours rational say that again because everybody else is rational that's why nobody's saying that she's the asshole yeah exactly other on the other hand oh my gosh wild she hates you it's clearly Am I the asshole for allowing my 17-year-old daughter to get a nose job? I always hated my nose from a young age, but I had a nose job in my early 20s. When I married my husband, who was not blessed with the great nose genes, and my kids didn't have much hope. I decided (laughs) my kids decided they wanted to change their nose, the money and support would be there. I want to be clear. I never told my children they had a bad nose. My son is completely fine with his nose, but my daughter from a young age, like myself, decided she'd not not like her nose. Of course, I told her she was beautiful and reassured her, but as someone who has gone through it, it's patronizing and annoying. So I told her when she was old enough, she could get a nose job and I would fully support it. She is 17 currently. She has a consultation next week. She's very excited and I'm happy that she's happy. My husband was iffy at first, but he also supports her choice. I've met lots of bad reactions telling me I'm shallow and a bad mother and caused her to hate herself. I feel like people meet plastic surgery with lots of hostility, but it's not like I'm forcing it on her. And it's not like she's getting a ton done, just something that may help her feel better. I'm letting her get it done young because as the only regret I have about changing my nose is not doing it sooner. I'm not making her wait years for something she knows she wants as I want her to feel her best self, especially while she is young. My sister was furious and called me a bad mother saying she only hates her nose because I changed my nose. So now she wants it too. But I changed my nose before she was even born. So she didn't mm-hmm. even know until after she first told me she like disliked her nose. My sister refuses to speak to me. My mom sees where both of us are coming from. I want to gather other opinions on this. If there would be any benefit of me waking her weight, am I the asshole? I don't think she's an asshole. Oh, it would be an asshole move to say that I I have the same insecurity and I corrected it, but you're not allowed to. We're not talking about like a nine-year-old. We're talking about a 17-year-old who in a few months could do it with or without your support. Right. Um. So no, I don't think she's an asshole for allowing her daughter to to make an improvement to herself that uh, that she wants to make at 17. Right. Yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't think she's the asshole. Ooh, am I the asshole for how I responded to my sister's Wait, announcement? before you go, oh goodness, that's going to be interesting. Before you go on to that though, I'm wondering if it were a different type of improvement. Would I think differently of this? Right. Is has a nose job. Yeah, has has a nose job become so kind of like widely accepted that 
it seems like not that big of a deal type of a thing you're saying? Yeah. Or, or like there's certain, like this sounds like she is trying to correct something that is problematic versus, I don't know, that might not even be true. Like mom says, dad's got an ugly nose. I had an ugly nose. Our kid inherited our ugly nose. We all agree it's ugly. And so we're allowing her to fix this kind of, I don't know, defect for lack of a better word is how they're seeing it. What if she was like, I have a B cup and I want a D cup and I'm 17. So I should be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Would that be different? Or what if she had had an injury and there was a scar and she wanted to get the scar fixed? Like, are there certain types of plastic surgery that, that would be more or less acceptable for a 17 year old? I mean, I feel like the age has to be younger. She's 17. She can, she can do it with or without you in a few months. That's what I think. I think that the age to me makes a big difference that she's 17. She'll be 18 within months. I'm assuming um, the mother never told her that she had a nose job. So it's not like she's been influencing her decision one way or the other. Um, and um, there are other people in the family who seem perfectly fine with their nose Um you know, so there's not like this huge stigma in the household that it's like, it's a problem. Um, the mom can relate personally because she sh shared a similar experience. And so she's empathetic. Um, but it doesn't sound like she's being, it's not being forced on her or her sibling in one way or the other. I also, I don't think, I, I don't, I, I don't have the same, I think, stigma or beliefs about plastic. Well, that's not true. I think the amount of plastic surgery people get is concerning. Um, but I think that, you know, there are people sometimes have very, very specific things about their body that they fixate on that they want to change and believe will make a huge impact for them. And for some people, it sounds like it's just that one thing and then they're perfectly happy and fine and moving along with their lives. Um, and I just think it's a personal choice, honestly. You know what I mean? So I don't think there's anything abusive or, you know, toxic sounding about this particular relationship or decision um yeah I don't think the way like the the level of judgment that went on there because you're doing something different as a parent than I would have done you are a bad parent yeah yeah the sister is a uh, deep in it too seriously interesting maybe the sister also needed a nose job didn't get one Maybe jealous. there was something that said um, that, let's see, there was a follow-up that said that her mom, let's see, my mom gave me a nose job as a birthday present. She wrote nose job on a piece of paper and wrapped it up for me, opened it, and my friends, in front of my friends, I did not give her a response she was looking for, also mine was correct, to correct damage for multiple breaks. Oh, that's a participant, not the writer. I thought that was the original poster, but it wasn't. Yeah. No. All right. Am I an asshole for how I responded to my sister's pregnancy announcement? I, female 18, have a sister, female 38, who we will call K for privacy reasons. K has four children with her husband, three-year-old female, eight-year-old female, two-year-old female, 11-year-old female. K is a stay-at-home mom and her husband works in air conditioning. K and her husband came over with her, with their kids on his time off to tell us something. She said that they are pregnant with their fifth child. My mom was overjoyed and I 
wasn't really paying attention. I was focusing on the TV. Then my sister says, so what do you think about the news? I said, cool, awesome. Then my sister says, just cool. You don't seem that excited for me. And I said, well, what do you want me to do? Jump up and down and scream my head off. I can see if this was like your first child that you were expecting, like a first time mother moment. You got four kids and on your fifth pregnancy, by this time you get used to it. <laughs> was this baby really hard to conceive? Like, was it hard to like, get pregnant? And Kay said, no, it just happened. I took the test a week ago and I said okay then so at a certain point after find number three people reaction it's not going to be that enthusiastic as if it was you were expecting for your first Kay said I thought you will be happy for me and I was like I am but it's not that expecting for me since you've been pregnant before she got mad and left with her husband and kids and did not stay for dinner my mom thinks I should apologize to Kay for not being excited about her pregnancy announcing so Reddit, am I the asshole? Edit, I just want to clarify that this fifth baby was not a baby that was hard to conceive or they had been trying or wanting a fifth baby. It just happened. <laughs> Absolutely not, ma'am. Yeah, I don't think you're the asshole. I don't think you have yeah. to have whatever type of emotional play that somebody wants you to have. Just be authentic. She doesn't have to like it, but whatever. That's yeah. funny. No, no, no. You don't have to jump up and down, especially mm -hmm. if that's not what you're feeling called to do. Yeah. And it's not like she was like judging her either saying like another one or, oh my God, shut up already about it. She's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Ooh. Happy for you. It's just like, I am happy for you. You're happy. I'm happy. I'm just not going to jump up and down about it. So I don't understand why she needed her to have a very specific response. Sounds like maybe she's not sure about this kid and was expecting a little bit of judgment. Yeah. Nope. I don't think you have to get all excited about other people's. Again, it's the fifth kid. Like at some point, people are like, oh, good. Good for you. Nicely done. <laughs> that's so funny. I don't, yeah, that's so silly. She's like, yeah, okay, cool. Great. <laughs> you go, girl. This is clearly something you're good at, you enjoy. So keep going. You know, I mean, I don't know. Clearly something you're good at and you enjoy. Oh my gosh. That's funny. All right, let's do one more. Yeah, sounds good. Am I the asshole for not wanting to be called Mrs. Last Name? A family friend is raising their kids to refer to adults as Mr. or Mrs. last name as a sign of respect. I fully support this. After, but however, after being called Mrs. last name, I told them to please call me first name. I have been told by the parents their children won't be doing that as they want their children to be respectful. I feel like it's not respectful to call me something I don't like. I'm not a super formal person, so it makes me feel uncomfortable to be addressed like this with someone I know so well. The parents are upset that I am not respecting their wishes. I'm upset because I feel like their wishes don't actually take respecting me into account. Am I the asshole? Edit. This conversation has already been had with my friend, which is why I'm posting it here for perspective. She solidly feels her children age eight through 11 should be referring to people this way because it's respectful. She doesn't care that I'm not really comfortable with it and would prefer something else. She thinks I'm the asshole because I think it's disrespectful to call someone something they don't like. I've suggested the compromise of miss first name, which is somewhat common by me. Miss is used regardless of marital standard. She dislikes that. 
I was also raised calling someone that until you are told different. Because of that, when I'm called Mrs. last name, I thank them for being polite or respectful and tell them, please call me by my first or nickname. Edit two. This is stated in the first edit. I have suggested to my friend a compromise of Miss first name. She will not budge. She is firmly holding her ground that her kids need to somehow show me respect by calling me Mrs. last name and anything else, anything less than that, her child, children being disrespectful. Mm. yeah I don't I don't have kids call my kids call other grown-ups by their first names um but I think that that's a decent compromise miss miss Aisha I think is a really good compromise I think so too I think it's a very good compromise um and I I think that what I'm actually hearing is that the mom doesn't want anybody else telling her some to children something different than what she's told them and that she's standing her ground not teaching her children that there's flexibility in in the world because she's inflexible and just is always right basically um yeah, yeah this this woman saying you you're asking them to be respectful but it doesn't respect me to call me something i don't feel comfortable being called mm-hmm. that, that feels like a really fair point. And I don't understand why the mom is not, it thinks that respect only means what you decide it means. That's, the, there we go. The, the respect is only what I say or how I say. Um, yeah, that's wild. I think that compromise. A, a lot of my daughter's classmates, parents, get called by their first name. And I, I, I just kind of feel uncomfortable with it because that's just not how I was raised. But the Miss first name, I feel like makes me feel a lot better personally. Mm-hmm. It's funny because um, I was uh, 13 when my sister got pregnant with my nephew. And she was like, um, so do you, what do you want him to call you? And I was like, Adia mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like mm-hmm. obviously and she was like absolutely not no and and she was like like auntie I was like ew gross absolutely not. <laughs> I don't want no he can't call me auntie he can't call me aunt like I don't I hate that that's awful she's like well he's not calling you Adia and I was like but that's my name and she was like no absolutely not and I was like oh my god like I'm a child <laughs> I just want him to call me Adia and so she was like, what about Didi? I was like, perfect or whatever. You know what I mean? But I was like, she is tripping if she thinks that I'm going to be comfortable with that. And I was just not comfortable with it. So it was good that she budged and came up with like a nickname because it was going to be a problem because he was going to call me auntie and I was going to say, don't call me that. And it was going to be, it was going to be a problem. You know what I mean? So I totally get the the, the woman's perspective of like, I need to be comfortable as well, or else I'll probably be telling your kids not to talk to me. <laughs> right, right, right. You don't talk to me. Um, yeah, I think some level of flexibility is is needed in that. Mm-hmm. But telling telling kids to call you by your first name when their parents are really uncomfortable with that is confusing to the kids. The parent being completely inflexible with some sort of compromise, I think, is is unfair and unreasonable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my I still call my aunties auntie, whatever. And I'm damn near 50 years old. So it would be hard for me to change that at this point. Yeah. 
Oh, those are always fun. This was fun. This is another uh, solid reading of Am I the Asshole? I'm going to go find somewhere to sit and watch the rain. What are you going to do for the rest of your day? I am, I'm undecided. I have a few more adulting things to do. I got a good jump on cleaning the home. Um, so I'm proud about that, but I still need to run to the grocery store and I definitely need to wash my sheets. They're sitting in a bag here. Um, so I'm probably going to try to do both of those things. Actually, maybe I'll pop a load in and go run and grab some things from the store as well. That'll feel good. Wonder if I should try to get my patio covered so that I can sit outside when it's raining. Ooh, what a total vibe. What about like one of those retractable ones? Mm -hmm. those I think I might think about that. That's a wonderful idea. Yeah. I love that idea. Mm -hmm. That sounds All right, Miss Lady. Have a good rest of your day. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye, friend. Bye. Now you know that was better than journaling. So go ahead and give us a five-star review and share us with your friends.